ladies and gentlemen. So, oh, there we go. <laughs> Some reason the microphone stopped working last podcast. So welcome back if anyone hasn't been listening to uh, Retapack 64 bit. If you guys are on Wisdom, obviously this is where we record it. And uh, we upload it directly to Anchor, which goes directly to Spotify. So that's pretty cool. So if you're currently listening to this on Anchor or Spotify, consider following us. So if you're on it, all right, back to wisdom. So uh, guys, this is part two of what I was talking about because the microphone randomly disconnected when I had my headphones attached. Because I realized the purple thing that indicates when I'm talking wasn't uh, around. So I'm not sure how much you guys heard. So uh, I think I'm just gonna go from where I have my headphones off. Uh, let's just get past the bus stories because we already did that. Let's cover family dinner disasters. <laughs> I've had a couple of bad ones of these ones. Oh boy. Oh boy. When you, when you have a family of Celtic people, yeah, with redheads being most of us, you kind of have anger issues and uh, fights. <laughs> Not to mention that most of them like to drink. And uh, the 20th is coming up, and I'm pretty sure this is going to be a dinner disaster because we're hosting. And, oh, goodness. My child's going to be here, which means I'm going to be even more stressed. Oh, man. Anyways, the point is... All right, so we're going to go with bad timing. So, yeah, we're going to go with the 20th. So, personally... Actually, no, we'll, we'll, let's not go with the 20th. Let's go with Christmas of... 2000, actually, no, I think it was like 2006, actually, at that point. Uh, so it was a pretty bad winter. Uh, me, my sister, and my mom, my dad. It was my parents were still together. I was guessing I was like 14, 15 at the time. So we had like gifts and stuff we were bringing to my Aunt Louise. And apparently within like five seconds of my dad or like um, my grandma getting in there, we were kicked out because she disagreed with something they said or something like that. And then they had a full out panic attack fight yelling and screaming at each other and to the point where we were kicked out and the gifts were thrown in the snow. And I just, I just remember being really, really mad at her. And ever since then, I haven't really liked her. But uh, most of the time, uh, dinner disasters are caused by the fact that my family doesn't really get along when they're around each other. Like, certain family members get along, but like, if it's if it's like my dad and my aunt together, they don't exactly get along very well. Now they have been doing better over the years, but um, certain things they say to each other trigger each other. Because my dad likes to act all big and macho, and my aunt Louise. Weenie. Damn it. <laughs> Louis. Actually, you know what? Not, nobody even knows what her last name is, so whatever. Anyways, the point is, is that she knows he's full of crap, and she knows that he's half, half a man, and this and that, and knows that he's not the man he says he is. You know, he knows he's full of crap, and a terrible person, this and that. So, she constantly will call him out on things. He'll say something and she'll be like, yeah, okay, there, hey, there, there, pussy boy. You didn't say nothing. You didn't do nothing. I I was there. I remember. And he's like, he's like, no, you weren't. You didn't remember. No, I was this and then this and then again, the fight, there's like all siblings do. It's like, no, you don't remember because I was, I had this and you had that. And then my grandma tries to get in the middle and then, then they get into a big crying fit saying, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you did that. And then. And then it ends with me sitting outside, smoking my smoking my vape pen, and being like, "Actually, I think I would. I think no. Wait, no, I was fourteen at the time. So no, I would have been just outside, kicking around rocks and walking around, trying to distract myself from the fact that my family are a bunch of psychos." <laughs> so um. That pretty much covers that entire section. 
Ooh. Oh, this is a really nice one. Okay. Ooh, guest request. Okay. I love these guest requests. These are always nice. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I'm curious. Um, the title page or whatever says nerd out games comedy. What kind of comedy do you nerd out about? Uh, pretty much anything pop culture. Uh, new movies coming out. Pretty much anything. Like old Star Wars movies, new comics, old comics, like funny movies we've seen, like new Kevin Hart movies, basically anything that entertains us. It's more like a title than it is something we cover. Because we're both nerds. So it's not like stand-up comedy? No. <laughs> None of that? All right. Well, that was my only question. Okay. How do I exit? I'm new at this. Oh, oh no problem. Well, thanks for being on the show. Oh, another one. This is a nice one, eh? <laughs> Oh, hi. Hello. I, I just hopped on. I just talked to my mom and I was like, let's see what's going on wisdom. It said nerd out and it said nerd chat box. So I was like, okay, are we talking about like Nintendo 64? Or are we just talking about like our passions and what we like to nerd out about? So what are we talking about? Well, we're talking about our passions and like what we like to nerd out about. Oh, wonderful. I did a passion talk. Um, not too long ago, like one of my first few times on Wisdom, I was like, I noticed that like a lot of people, like, I liked hearing other people what they like to nerd about, like, like what their passion is. And so that's what I labeled it. So same, same. Um, so like, since we're just meeting, what do you, like, what is your like, like interest? Like, what do you like to nerd out about? Um, I like to nerd out about, uh, Superheroes, stuff, pretty much anything pop culture, anything at all. Like, oh, yeah, just reading your bio it says where we talk about everything nerd, geek, pop culture, we also storytell. Okay. I definitely love pop culture and um, it's so funny when you meet somebody like I was um, I'm a Marine and I was just out on a field exercise and we were talking about like movies we like to watch and a lot of us were like bringing up like big ticket items like Star Wars, Indiana Jones, um, like things like big, big influential movies of the 20th century and the 21st century and he's like I haven't seen that and we're like have you been living under a rock like what are you talking about like you don't haven't seen Star Wars like what's going on but like not in a condescending oh like you're bad but like you know <laughs> <laughs> um so what's your favorite movie my favorite movie Honestly? Or at least one you could watch, like one you could watch like no matter what like it's you could watch it three times in a day and it's it's fine uh open season number one i think it's somebody else told me that <laughs> yeah. it's it's, it's a wonderful I movie i can't stop laughing about it. it's, it's it's just funny yeah so pop culture since we're talking about stuff we like to nerd out about i was kind of in like a weird time in my life and i remember my mom had mentioned Silence of the Lambs, and um, I'm assuming you've seen that movie. Yes, no? Yeah, I have actually seen the Silence of the Lambs. It was a horror movie, I believe. A horror thriller, so I would say it's more of like a psychological thriller. Yeah, and so yeah, that's, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. So like, it's not like gory really or anything. It's just more of like like thriller. And so I was like watching it like 
I got to the point I was watching like every night to go to sleep. Like I knew that movie inside and out. And I started like, you know, when you like watch a movie enough, you start picking apart the plot. You start picking apart different things. Like, why are they doing this? You know, like, why, like, why, what's going on? And so I remembered seeing or hearing that it was also a book. And so I read the book and I was like, oh, that answered actually a lot of my questions. And I was like, oh, there's more. And so then I read Red Dragon, which was the first book that came out in 1982. Silence of the Lambs came out in 1988. And then um, Hannibal came out in 1999. So there was a gap there. And then um, I watched the movies after that. So I went (laughs) Silence of the Lambs, which is the middle one. Um, there's four but like the middle movie basically or book and then I went to Red Dragon which was the first book and then I went to the third book because obviously I knew about Silence of the Lambs very well and then I read Hannibal Rising which is like the origin story of Hannibal Lecter and then I found this little bit of trivia about about why Thomas Harris wrote it Um, and he's actually only written like uh, six books um, in his career, but obviously Silence of the Lambs is what really took off because of the movie and the other, like, like the you know, the books went off with the movies, you know, like, popularity-wise. Um, but they wrote Hannibal Rising because um, it, the series had gotten so famous, and the, like, producers, like the, what, like, the movie producers and stuff were like, hey, if you People like it'll sell. Like people want the origin story of Hannibal. Either you write it or we will. And Thomas Harris was like, "You're not gonna write the origin story of Hannibal. I will." And that's why he wrote it. And I, I listened to it on Audible, all, all the books on Audible, and um, he read it so beautifully. And um, weirdly enough, about the Hannibal Lecter series as well, is different characters have been bought by different um, studios. So I can't remember which studio it was, but like certain, like, like, um, oh God, like it was Hannibal. Who else? It was like one of the. It could have been, it's definitely one of the. Like, like, it's definitely more suited to this kind of stuff. But he gone. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. Like yeah, just again, I'm just kind of going on this ramble. But anyways, like MGM, MGM, and uh, I think it was one of the the big companies. And then there was another big company like Paramount or something. I can't remember. Um, was like these two rivals. And because the only reason why I found this out was because, again, I'd watched all the movies, I read all the books, and I was like, I want more. And so the last stop was watching Hannibal, um, the TV series. Did you watch it? Hannibal? Yeah, I did. It. I watched the whole series. It was uh, beautifully, beautifully done. It was. Have you read any of the books or seen the rest of the movies? I am. I'm more of a movie person than I'm a book person but yeah mm. i recently uh, watched red dragon oh okay yes wow. it's actually good actually when the book it came out so little good. it's so good right and actually one uh, thing all okay, nerding about like again nerding out about this topic um the book and the movie follow very well together um except for hannibal where they did change the ending of hannibal from the book to the movie because the book ending was very controversial and a lot of people didn't like the way it ended so the movie in order to make sure that people would watch it changed it to what everybody wanted it to be and not what it actually was and i personally thought the ending of hannibal was quite beautifully written do you want to do you want me to spoil what the end of the book was or do you want me not to sure. so ahead. the actual so what happened with the end of the book like in the book of hannibal right and then i'll go back on the series of what i thought about it Anyways, and then how I found out, like, different characters were sold to different companies. Um, so, in the end of the book of Hannibal, right, they get to the point where, like, Clarice finds, like, she gets kind of, like, kidnapped, in a sense, by Hannibal. He, like, she wakes up in his house, and she's, like, like, in this house that he's, like, taken over or whatever. And he, she's, like, kind of, like, where am I type of stuff. And he's using... Um, 
yeah like that whole thing right that ha- that that part of the movie was true right but where they changed it is what really pissed me off so what he does is he drugs her which it, not drugs her in a sense that's bad but what he does is i think he truly cared about Clarice because it reminded him in some aspects of Misha that died um his younger sister in the war and so he like what he does is he takes and it's actually I, I looked it up like I did the actual research on it like there are different chemicals like kind of like the truth serum type of stuff what, what it does is like it helps you kind of like hallucinate but it like helps you heal like you know like mushrooms and like that whole like concept yeah, yeah, like, definitely yeah i've experienced that yeah yeah exactly so it's like that type of chemical that that he used on clarice to help work her through the death of her father and i think that's so beautiful and the one of the scenes that i wish they would it was so like it made me like cry or i was getting very emotional was earlier in the book he had actually gone and found like it was really like weird but like when he finally put the puzzle pieces together it made sense he went and he got the actual like bones of her father and the like the belt buckle or like the badge or whatever right and his hat like all of these like key elements that when she had talked to him about her father that he figured out was actually very important to her and in this scene what he does is he like does the like the the you know the drug for her to help her like again see her father basically what he did was had an internal conversation with her and her father but that he could actually she could like basically it felt like she was feeling him and talk to him right and i'm getting chills just thinking about it right and it was um and he was like take as long as you need and when you come out only take what you need and at the end of the scene after talking to her I'm like, how are you doing? And things like that. And like, I got to go now. Oh, I get, again, I'm getting chills because it was just so beautifully written. She comes out with nothing. And he was like, um, she was like, why didn't you take anything? He was like, I didn't need to take anything. He's like with me or something like really just really thought provoking. And I was like, oh my God, that's beautiful. This isn't the end of the book, but this is a thing I wish they would have kept because it would have shown how he cares for her and how he's like not this like completely evil being, right? Now, what happens like after that, the scene with uh, Crenshaw, like the the really, like really bad guy in the, in the, like he had been mentioned in Silence of the Lambs, but he didn't really come forth until Hannibal um, that like really just wrecked her career. Is like he was kidnapped and like um she got ready and she was like beautiful and she actually wanted to put the gown on she didn't wake up with the gown on she wanted to put it on and um they're sitting down at dinner and they do take the like brains or whatever and like slowly kill them like that really did happen um and then afterwards though is um they have they, they're talking like after dinner and they have like a drink or something and they're just like talking and like it leaves you on a cliffhanger and it like starts to get kind of romantic but up to this point he's not a threat anymore it's just like he's a human being again and that's what i thought was beautifully written and she like exposes her breast and then it's seen and i'm like what okay implied that's okay cool i don't really want to know anything like, more than that <laughs> it's like okay cool okay <laughs> But then it flashed forwards from you. You remember Barney? He's a very he. She's he shows up in Hannibal and he shows up in Silence of the Lambs. But do you remember Barney, the Hannibal's caretaker, the black guy, like the big black guy? Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. I love Barney. Oh my god. Ugh. Anyways, he's such a great character. Anyways, so fast forward like so much, so many like five years or whatever in the future. Um, he and his like girlfriend or whatever, his goal was to see all of the, the veneers in the world. And he goes down to uh, like Buenos Aires or whatever, like somewhere down in South America, like Brazil or whatever. And all you see is a, the, the description without saying Clarice's name, but the description of like a long haired, like, like well put together woman and a very like the description of Hannibal and this like nice car that he always would drive and you see them getting into a car and 
um he like was taken back and was like i he never got to see he saw all the veneers in the world except that one and that's how the book ended wow yeah beautiful beautiful yes and then the freaking movie ruined it sorry like (laughs) yeah Yes, but a lot of Hannibal fans don't like that they ended up together. A lot of think that a lot of people think that they were he was using drugs to manipulate her and like things like that. And so the reason why I go on this rant is because um, in the series Hannibal, right? What they do is so in that I, I watch it and I was noticing a lot of things that like couldn't have happened, if that makes sense. Um, because it was the prelude or the prequel to Red Dragon, right? And reading the book, I read Red Dragon, Silence and Lambs and Hannibal three, two times. And then I just read Hannibal Rising once. I'm about to time out. Do you want me to come back and finish this? Uh, sure, yeah. There's no problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, but watching Hannibal, it was like taking parts of, never mentioning Clarice whatsoever, which I thought was really weird. They kind of took another character and kind of replaced her in certain aspects. And they were doing stuff from Hannibal in the pre in like the prequel to Red Dragon. And then they it was just like a weird fever dream. Like it's it's it felt like a fan fiction version of Silence and like of the Hannibal series. And um I, d- I was like trying to figure out like what the crap is going on. Like what is going on? This is really freaking weird. Um, I'll, I'll come right back as you said. She'll help me back. Um, no one moment. Yeah, he's coming back. Bring me back. And listening to my rant. But, I mean, if that's what you want, then, again, this is something I can talk about. It's one of my nerdums um, since we're talking about pop culture. Um, so, anyway, so I thought it was, like, really weird. And I was like, why isn't Clarice in Hannibal? Like, if you're going to do all these other things, that it's like, why would you replace her? And also they made Dr. Bloom. That's actually a man. Um, if, if you picked, if you caught that. Um the the psychologist that like it like takes Hannibal and then like they make William Graham they make him like they do like pray like they kind of do scenes like Silence of the Lambs with him like all up in chains and like the mask thing and like they make then they make this like weird kind of like almost like gay love story between Will and Hannibal which is again there's nothing wrong with that but it's just but, like, they just went on this, like, weird fandom yeah, thing. Yeah, like, he even looked like it was sexualized when he stabbed him, you know? Like, that was weird. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> it just got really freaking weird. And I really was getting excited when they started to get into Red Dragon stuff. I'm like, ooh, okay, let's do that. But then I was thinking, logically, they couldn't have kept it going because they freaking messed up the timeline of like these events that couldn't have happened yet because like the whole thing like um oh the mason verger the whole thing they brought that into play and the pigs i'm like that couldn't have happened yet like again it was like a weird fever dream and so i was getting really like i watched it all it was it was good like the acting was good but like the timeline and staying true to the characters was just all wacko and so i went on my research of trying to figure out where why is Claire like like what was the the director's like thought process in making this series and he literally came out and said I'm a huge Hannibal fan but due to copywriting and buying different characters we had to make do with what we had and so I'm I just kind of made a like fangirl tv show like fan fiction of what I wish could have happened and what I could do with like the rights that I had and I was like you totally like confuse the crap out of people who don't know the series (laughs) right 
I was like, if you know the series, you can be like, okay, I know what they're doing here. Why are they doing that? But like, if you're just like a casual watcher of like CBS or whatever, like platform it was on, like whatever TV show, you're like, okay, cool. And then like, if they actually did any sort of research, they would have been like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> like, like, what is going on here? The only thing I haven't watched when it comes, when it comes to the Hannibal Lecter series is the Clarice um, series that they did about her time, I think, between science of the lambs and hannibal but when i found out that the only characters that they could have in that series is literally like clarice and that's it i was just like hmm they're gonna have to make up a whole bunch of different characters up that would be really interesting and the only platform i could find it on was prime and i would have to buy it and i was like I do love this series, but will it be worth it and will it be well done? And I'd heard some bad reviews on it from friends. Nowadays, it's like, it's like, like, I want to watch my favorite series is I'm in the mood to binge it, but it's like, now you have to buy premium for this or premium for that. Or a subscription for this thing. And like, or even video games now, it's like, Mm. it's like you have to pay for the battle pass or you have Mm. to subscribe this way or you have to do something that and it's like what happened to good old days when mm. you could just watch things for free or you could just do things without buying premium or having premium yeah or like buying subscriptions because if you if it's on stars and because i have the i have hulu and I have the hbo add-on which i bought it i did the add-on because it had so much more movies than hulu right i'm like hbo has everything i can watch everything right but, like, if it's specifically only on stars, I'm like, no, I'd have to have a stars add on, you know? And then if I wanted, if it was on, you know, H, it was on Hulu Live or whatever, like, it only is on Hulu Live because there's some movies like that. And I'm just like, I want to watch and I want to watch it now. But now there's like barriers to entry. And then I feel like they're losing people that way because everyone's literally, everyone's getting sick and tired of subscriptions. Um, and like I saw somebody like add up like all the subscriptions. It's about the same as cable. And now they're introducing like, um, for instance, like ads and things like that. I I sick. I I, I hate ads with a burning passion. I I can't stand it. All I don't. The only thing I don't have premium that doesn't have the ads is is YouTube because I just can't give into another freaking subscription. Um, I just like put my phone down or like fast forward or something. Like I I I do something else while that ad goes on. Like I quickly like as soon as it says skip ad, I skip the ad unless it's like kind of interesting that I might watch more than the the ad. But um. But I don't have like the Hulu like things. But like if you add it all up, like you might as well get cable. And then again, they're adding commercials now, but you get to pay more not to have commercials. I'm just like, what are we doing as a society when it comes to streaming services? I just want to watch my pop culture. And like, I'm, it's almost, almost we're reverting back to where we started. Like, for instance, I bought, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan if we're talking about like pop culture. Like, nice. I know more about the Hannibal Lecter series than I do Seinfeld, but it's like on par. Like I've seen every episode. Of, it's my my version of The Office. Does that make sense? Like this no. show that you can just keep rewatching. And I yeah. legitimately spent a hundred dollars to buy the box set because I was like, I can't trust streaming services because for a long time it was on Hulu and then it switched over to Netflix. And I was like, I don't know how much time, even if it's years, I don't. I want to have this forever. Like I want this actually on demand. And the only way for you to actually have it on demand. Is if you buy the freaking box set, and that's sad. Yeah, yeah, it makes you question. It's like, do we really own our online purchases? Yes. Do we really have the control of uh, what we really buy or don't buy. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, and that, me as a gamer, I have an entire library of mm-hmm. games. It's like, but I can't access them if I don't pay for premium. This. Yes. It's like, did you really? Did you really pay for them? Because we, we own the rights to those games, not you. <laughs> yeah, and that's what was pissing me off. So I, I'm not, I haven't been much of a gamer in my life, but I was, one of my friends wanted me to play Battlefield. And so he's like, you got to play Battlefield 2. And I was like, okay, I'll play Battlefield 2 with you. And I'd only had experiences really with uh, playing Call of Duty. And so I was trying to compare Battlefield to Call of Duty. And if you're a gamer, obviously, like, you, you know, they're, they're nine day different. <laughs> yeah right and so i was like you know i my ex had given me all of his games and so i had call of duty world war ii 
And so I was like, okay, I have our Call of Duty game. Let me just download it on my Xbox, right? That took years, but I finally downloaded it. And um, (laughs) I was like, okay, let me play the campaign. That was the thrill. The campaign was so good. It was just, anyways. And but I really haven't like gone through and owned my own like Call of Duty game, so I've really nothing to compare it to. And I was like, you know what? I'm not very good. I know if I go on like multiplayer mode and play online. I'm going to get destroyed. So let me play some local games first to kind of get the feel of like the, it's almost like a mock, you know, like when you just play bots and yeah. stuff. Um, and so that's what I did. I was like, you know what? I'm finally ready to get on multiplayer. Right. And it was good for a while. Right. And, but since the um, call of duty, like modern warfare two came out, like the new one, right. The one that like everyone and their freaking mom is playing. Yeah. As you know, that server, f- the servers get crappier over time right and so it got to the point where i can't even play online with world war ii anymore because every time i can't even finish a whole gameplay without it crashing yeah or somebody modding it or somebody being like invincible oh my god there's so many invisible people like i'm shooting them with like a freaking crazy gun like i'm shooting them and they're like not dying or something like that you're flying across the map you're you're doing something you're just or you you can't leave the server or all of a sudden your xbox turns off yeah i haven't had that but like yeah like i i yeah you've dealt with it more than i have i just got to the point where i was talking to some of my guys who were like in the current game and they they kind of explained to me it's like why does this Kurt like they explained the whole concept to me and i was like oh okay and so the more like modern warfare is getting more popular the crappier the server is going and so what i'm saying this because do we really own our games and all of the gameplay you know what i'm saying that's what i'm trying to get at yeah yeah and, and what it gets down to it is that no no we don't we, we don't own the rights to these games. We we don't have the games. They can be taken away from us just as easily as we bought them. And, and they that... can say you're violating community guidelines, or you're or you were you refused to pay premium, so you no longer can play any of your games. Or like the game pass or something like that. Like you can only have this like very crucial part that you actually would need to have a decent gameplay. You have to have this certain level of game pass. Of course. It's dumb. It's, it's it's a money-making scam that we, as gamers, are stuck in. Yeah, and until we go on strike, in a sense, like until we say, no, I'm not going to pay this, fix it, or you can forget it. And if enough people say that, they're going to notice that their business model is collapsing rapidly, then they'll actually bring back the old gameplay or this the the corporate greed that it is. And I was just talking about since we're talking about corporate greed in like a sense, like not getting too political, but it's 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 like we had talked I was talking about tipping and how yeah. like really screwed up that is. Is uh, like I don't tip at all. I don't believe in it. <laughs> and and that's fair. That's that's a stance. I'm I'm a I'm a person who I, and I don't I don't judge people who don't tip. That's that's your choice, right? But it's the I think what I let me think of like why you don't tip and correct me if I'm wrong, right? You don't want to feed you want, don't want to feed into the system of like they're working like they're they're minimum wage in a sense, right? They're working for tips instead of working plus tips, right? Like they're not working a livable wage, right? They're getting paid like two fifty an hour because of like federal like if you get tips, this is like. The, what we can pay you but with tips it will come out to the beast like with commission type of deal like yeah, that mentality they get split between the staff and the cooks and everything else and they get, they get like minimal wage meanwhile the cooks and everything else get a higher wage yeah i didn't know that but like that's still like crazy they're like oh we don't need to pay you at least federal minimum wage is 725 an hour because you're only making tips so it evens out no, it freaking doesn't. I've never served like as a as a server, but like what I've heard from people is like they work their freaking ass off and it's 
it's not reliable. Like they're not like, it's okay for like a, like a, you know, a freaking high school student who just was making some extra money in their pocket. Okay, cool. But even then it's just still like, I want to know, like it, it's not sustainable. It's not stable. Right. One day you may m- make $150 in tips. My counterpoint would be you got the job. You are being paid. That's your boss's job not my boss, not my job as the customer. As the customer, I've already spent the money and the product and the time to get the product. Mm-hmm. It's, I feel it's not really my own responsibility to, to be paying you on top of that. Unless, of course, you're in a restaurant and, we, and you have had given us immaculate service, mm-hmm. you've been a really good person or something like that. Yeah, and, and that's what I, I totally 100% agree with you. So um being a marine i was stationed in okinawa's in japan right which is like nerd city for if you're a huge anime person that's fine um but anyways that's just like a side note but in the way they do things over there is like they get paid just whatever their version of minimum wages or whatever like it's a one rate pay right like we would have if you worked at starbucks or whatever it is right like if you worked at you know home depot and when it comes to service, a lot of times you press a button, they come to you, they give you whatever you need, like literally it's just like a doorbell, it sounds like a doorbell, and then you go up and you pay for your check, like they leave it at like your table like after you order, and then you go pay. And so like it takes away this like weird pressure of like tipping because you feel bad for them and you want to make sure that they're able to live I always tip because I feel bad and I was like, if I was in their shoes, I would want to tip because I'm working my ass off. But I think the whole complex is just totally screwed up and it works if you do it the other way. Like we were literally talking about it works. Yeah, it does work. Right. Um, so, so you said you were stationed and, uh, okay. No, where did you say you're stationed? Uh, yeah, I was stationed in Okinawa. Uh, how from was how was it? Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. I freaking love Japan. I was right. It was from nineteen to twenty-two, like the years. Um, one second. No problem. So I was there from like pre-COVID, so February of twenty of nineteen, and then you know when COVID happened. So during that time, it was like just normal. Like you can travel, you can like travel abroad. You know, you can go out to restaurants, you can meet with more than ten people, all those things, right? And then once COVID happened, they shut everything down until basically I left. So I wasn't really able to really even go to mainland Japan because Okinawa, you know, is this tiny little island in the freaking Pacific. It's it's eighty miles from tip to tip. Like it's it's a small it's a smallish island, um, eight hundred miles south of Japan. Um, but still, like, there's still Japanese culture there. Yes, it's a little different. It's like the Hawaii. It's like the good example is like it's the Hawaii to like the continental U.S. Like that's how Okinawa is to mainland Japan. So there is minor cultural differences. But unless you're like from there or you've like fully experienced mainland and then fully experienced Okinawa, you can really see the difference. But like. I still count it as Japan. A lot of a lot of people are like, you didn't get the whole Japan experience. And I'm like, you're just being a snob. Like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was it was absolutely wonderful. And I love their the way they do customer service, their attitude on a lot of things. Um, they're very traditional, so like they're kind of stuck in like the fifties mentality for certain things. Um, but when it comes to like service, since we're talking about this, and like and I the only reason why I bring up the service is because like the serve like tipping and stuff is because we were talking about like corruption and like, you know, the way like our games are and our, our streaming services. And I was talking about DoorDash earlier because it has to do with tipping, right? I had a $5 purchase for like allergy meds because my friend was coming over and I have a cat. She's like, oh, can you pick, like, do you have some? And I was like, yeah, and I didn't. $5 purchase turned into a $17 purchase. And I was like, 
all of these like add-on things and again they're putting it on like literally i was talking the, the the other person was saying the exact same thing they put it on the customer instead of taking it as like a responsibility to just pay their people better and i think it's just as a customer and consumer we definitely need to like wake up and like say this cannot keep going on i'm not going to keep paying for this oh yeah for sure for sure because like <sighs> me and my uh girlfriend the other day we, we wanted to order in like um just a few snacks right yeah it, it was like a five dollar amount right and we went mm-hmm. to order it and deliver it here it turned into like twenty dollars. Yeah. I was like, what? What's going on with that? And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna go get on my skateboard. I went on my longboard. And I went to the store, and it was only like four bucks for what I wanted. In, in person. Yeah. And I was like, You're... wow. Wow. I had to show yeah. you how much how, how much they're paying the driver on top of it, even though you don't tip. It's like you're encouraged to tip to get fifty percent off your price or whatever like that. It's like yeah. And and so I think should I tip at that point? Should I? And so like um I was talking to Pedro C. Um he, I um here on Wisdom, love him, and we were talking about basically what we're talking about. He had a whole topic of like employer deception and like corruption and like the workplace and like just like corporations and like that whole that whole business, right? He's like, I did DoorDash for a while just to see what it was like, right? see the other side of the coin and he was like it was absolutely horrendous like he did it for like i don't know two weeks or something just to like try it out and he was like i didn't hardly make anything it's not sustainable for the driver and um it's just not like it's just not okay because he's like i always tip a driver because i've been on the other side that concept right but in the same time you're feeding into this you're basically telling the company this is okay this is okay. I'm willing to pay this. And also, like you said, for convenience, I have fallen victim to convenience as and paying for it. And they, that's the thing is they prey on laziness. That's what they're preying on because I was, well, a friend was over and we were watching a movie and I was like, you know what? Some chips like you and your girlfriend, but we were, you know, just friends. So I was like, you know what? It sounds really good right now. Some chips. I like chips. Right. And I literally yeah, live like, like <laughs> Yes. And so I literally, literally live two blocks down from a liquor store that is also a convenience store. And then I live like a block down from a 7-Eleven. A block. So within like literally like six blocks or less, I have like two convenience stores at my, my fingertips. Right. I was like, you know what? I don't want to stop the movie. I don't want to get up and like walk over there. And I spent like $30 just like on chips and stuff. Because what I like to do is I'm like, if I'm going to be lazy, I'm going to make that $20, like that, I'm not going to have a $5 t- purchase turn into a $30 purchase. I'd rather have a $30 purchase that's like now maybe $45. I'm like, ah, I can, re- I can, I can justify it at this point. Like, ah, okay. Like I'm actually getting a lot out of it. You know, like I get more bang for my buck. And that's another thing they probably prey on as well, because they know it's like inflated prices because of laziness or convenience or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like me and uh, maybe my girlfriend wanted Wendy's. And it turned out to be like from twenty dollars to like forty five, and I was like, "What the heck?" You can buy like, like what? It's worth it. Like I started justifying it. I was like, "It's yeah. worth it." Like I'm gonna be full for longer. It's I haven't had a long time. It's okay. It's like, but we gotta stop doing that. It's like it's okay to have homemade meals and stuff like that. It's yeah. cheaper too, especially with inflation nowadays in Canada. Oh yeah, and. Like, and stuff like that and um so the only reason why i even started doordash you're gonna laugh at this story so i was in okinawa in okinawa they don't have doordash um i started getting like japanese ads my email and stuff but like they really don't have like a version of doordash and plus i was living on base and they can't get on base because they're just like normal people you have to like have like access and stuff right so i just never used doordash i would never have used it and I get a random text message like your DoorDasher has arrived and they took a picture and it was a picture of a great like on a porch with a gray house. It didn't have a number or anything. It just had like a picture of food. And I'm like, well, that's weird. And then I was like, OK, whatever, probably like wrong number or something. But it kept happening like here and there for like months, like, like probably like two or three months. This was happening like semi regularly. 
And then I finally, um, it was a subway order and it had the person's name on it. And that person was my ex. And I was like, he wasn't using like my money or anything like that. We've been bro- broken up for like five years now. And I was just oh, like, so weird. Right. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to sign up for DoorDash to see how this is, could have happened. Right. How could he have put my number down as a verification to get his food, right? And we, at the time, DoorDash was not a thing. Like, it couldn't have been, like, a leftover, like, type of situation. Like, no, there's no way. Like, it wasn't invented yet or was in an early stage and it wasn't where it is today. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to sign up for DoorDash. Sign up for DoorDash. And the thing is with DoorDash, like, I don't know if you have it, but, like, when I was signing up for it, I was, like, being very, very attentive to all the information they were asking me and how they were asking it. And you had to manually put in your phone number. It wasn't, like, yes, you could, like, attach your, like, Apple account or your Google, but, like, we never shared any of that. That was the thing. You would have had to manually put my number in in order for him to, to get like that verification through my phone. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so I, I had two options. I could reach out to him and say, Hey man, you accidentally put my number. And the thing is he's from South Carolina. I'm from Illinois. So it's not even like a like same area code thing. I was like, and also I told some people before I figured out who it was. I was like, Hey, isn't this weird? He's like, that looks like it's in the Southern part of the U S because of the way the shingles are. And I was like, Oh wow. Cool. Like, thank you. Um, and so I had two options. This is how petty I am. I had two options. I could reach out to him and say, Hey, I'm getting your food. Like, can you like change your number? This is kind of annoying. And also I don't want your food to get cold or two, see absolutely nothing. And he just doesn't know when his food's there until he decides to get up on his lazy ass and find his food to be cold and be sitting there. So that's what I did the second half. (laughs) I would do the same thing. I'm going Petty. for the same thing with my ex. She, uh, she, she actually used my card without having my permission recently to buy some sort of beauty kit is what it was charged for. And it was like, wow. So I confronted her on it and she said, she said, no, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. And I'm like, okay, I have an option to report you or I can mm-hmm. collect my card as brought again and then I have to go through this entire process and get off my butt and go to all the way to the mall which is like an hour away oh my god cover or anything so like it's middle of winter here too so mm. uh, did you report it for fraud uh I'm about to heck yeah heck yes be petty like I mean I don't know how it ended but obviously did not end well so <laughs> be petty yeah. <laughs> Yes, he he was definitely he put me through the ringer through a lot of things like God, it's insane. Like it's insane. So, yeah, I, he for, yeah, yes, he gave me his Xbox, but he was trying to to end his life, which is really sad to say, but it's true. But like he did a bunch of other things like use my use my card and like steal my medicine and like just a whole bunch of stuff. he said he had kids but he did like he said he didn't have kids but he did he said his daughter died but she didn't like just just wild right so like yeah, in and out of like times. yeah card fraud and he was going to prison but he's like it wasn't me but obviously it probably was and like just shit like that right so just as like the highlights like, it wasn't me man it was i was hiding for a friend <laughs> yeah it was like it was stuck underneath the table at Chili's and I'm like okay okay cool whatever okay bud yeah the thing is is like he, he's like I paid in cash he saw it right and he's like I don't really remember it was like our first date and this thing all came up and I was like what and then like my just like weird charges were coming on my card and like he was like oh can I log into my Navy Federal account on your phone and I was like sure he's actually getting a mine and sending himself money it was just like again wild um so, so the fact that I let him have cold food through DoorDash, um, I think that's justifiable. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Guy's a scumbag. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, um, when I broke up with him, I was, I, it was the final straw. There was a lot of things. They're like, hey, you know, like 
hey um it was like a random like person on facebook was like hey did you know he's cheating on you and i was like yeah i i know that he's still talking to his ex and we kind of worked through that because he has a kid that he's supporting and stuff but please do go on like what's the you know development in this story and um that wasn't what broke it off it should have again i was dumb i was 20 or 21 like i'm 26 now but anyways but i was just like i would do anything for you you know and the thing that broke the camel's back was he got he was a marine as well he got out of the marine corps nothing on the marine like that's the thing about like if someone gets out of the marine corps it's them not the marine corps like for 99 percent of the time but anyways um so he got out of the marine corps and he was i was in virginia and he was in south carolina and he had said he'd been working and i could not get a hold of him and he had a really bad habit of like sleeping because he would drink a lot oh yeah that was another thing but anyways um I finally like reached out to his dad and I was like, Hey, has he been working? Like he said he is. And he was like, no, he's been, you know, he's been in, and this was about, I was, this is before I went to Japan. Right. And I was just like, you know what? We're done. I can't, he's like, why are you confronting my dad? He's huge freaking gaslighter and just toxic. Right. And I start yelling on the phone. Like I am like, I am a very calm, collected type of person. I really never raise my voice whatsoever unless someone's like actively in danger. Like you're about to get shot or something crazy. Um, and I started like losing my shit on him. And he's like, I don't know why you're yelling. And I just lost it even more. I was just like, it's like, I'm not yelling at you. Why are you yelling at me? Like I'm trying to have a civil situation, like conversation. And then he had the audacity to say, hey can you still come down i was on my way to like i was trying and the reason why this was so important is like i was gonna drive down to south carolina from virginia which is like an eight hour drive and i could not get a hold of him it was like two o'clock in the afternoon when he finally picked up his phone and that's when i just lost it i was like i can't even get a hold of you or in the same time zone i'm about to go to like okinawa and you like legitimately just can't answer your phone like we're done and you lied to me and you stole from me and you just Jesus. So, um, I don't know why I went on that whole rant, but yes, that's, uh, my experience with DoorDash and why I let food get cold. <laughs> Very cool story. It's wild. Um, I definitely think I should have a, um, talk. We should, so, what is the pettiest thing you've done? I just love hearing petty stories. That's awesome. Um, about the time, Matt, do you want me to come back on or um, would sure, someone yeah. else out? Sure, yeah. Yeah, someone uh, else wants to do it. It's up to them. Take a request. <laughs> Maybe else want to come on or nothing like that. If not, then it's all good. Well, I'm excited for this. So, pettiest thing I've ever done. It's petty. I want to hear it. Let's really go. Ah, okay. So here's some dedication. Oof. So there's this guy who had been friends with me, but had been like kind of guy who was like using me for money, but would convince me that he's always gonna pay me back. Oh, one of those. Yeah, I'm good for it, man. Don't you know what I mean, man? I'm good for it. And he yeah. pays back every now and then, but uh. only pay you back a little bit. So, to finally prove to this guy and to get him to stop harassing me and calling me and contacting me through all of his Instagrams. Jesus, that's a red flag. One can a day. He um, brought his girlfriend with him and she started flirting with me and I decided to flirt back. Mm -hmm. And what I did on purpose, I... I'm not quite proud of this, but I banged her on purpose <laughs> just so you find out. I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> even though, even though she was a two, and I'm like, yeah, no, I just did it just for him. <laughs> yes, I. I was hoping you were say something like that. That is absolutely freaking amazing. Like, leave me alone. It's like because that's the only way I feel like you. You. 
yes, it's petty, but you get to this the desperation of like the only way for this guy to get a like get rid of like for me to get rid of this guy is if he hates me. How will he hate me? Oh, if I bang his girlfriend. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and and not a very attractive one at that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you probably like bare minimal effort just to say that you did it and just be done with it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like, nah. <laughs> That's funny. I'm 26. How old are you? I'm 26 as well. Awesome, awesome. I I was like, how old is he? You know, like I just always it's 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 always kind of interesting since I can't really see your face. Um, it's just like you know interesting to, you know to hear it, like different people's. Um, like you might have a young voice, but what if you were like in your thirties? I would have not have known. I feel like voices kind of age weird, especially here on Wisdom. You really never know who you're talking to age-wise in some aspects. Especially because I'm also an impressionist. <laughs> I also do impressions and voices, so. I can oh, I love doing that. Um, one of my things, so I was, I really really think that voice acting is really cool and like interesting and uh, since we're talking about stuff that we're interested in i have you you've probably liked watching when voice actors do their impressions of like 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 bart simpson like the the chick that does bart simpson you know what i'm saying and what what they what what they would do is like they would say hey here's random clip art and make a voice for this character and that was so fun to watch them like on the spot creative voice. I did that and I had my boyfriend at the time in tears. Like I was just like, maybe I have a knack for this. I, I, my thing when it comes to voices is I'd rather create my own than doing an impression because when you do an impression, you could never, no matter how good you are, it's never, it's never going to be like as good as like the actual guy who does it. So I, I don't want to go up against someone that's deep. That's just, that's my philosophy on uh, imitations. But when I see other people doing like, Hey man, that's cool. Like keep it up. You know, I'm supportive. Yeah. It's um, one of those things where you just kind of have to be good at it or you just kind of have to keep pushing at it if you're not good at it. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, it's more fun to like, it's it was it was fun like the kind of thought process like you hear like them do when they when to create a voice or when they're doing a voice um so i kind of took that like tip that pro tip and then also i kind of was announced like doing an analysis of like um how would i um do this voice and you like look at the character and you're like okay they have a big lower lip one thing i've noticed is like exaggeration is key when it comes to like character voices so it's like oh if they have like a protruding lower lip like or like um uh, underbite or something like you kind of create that with your mouth you know or like if they seem like a lanky person like what is your perception of like lanky people you're like what type of character is this in the uh, overall scheme of like what could this character be in and what would their supporting role? Like, you know, you kind of do it a character analysis on that person. Then you just just make something up that you think would probably go with whatever story that character would be in. That's kind of what I was just doing for the, you know, just for fun. Oh, yeah. And that's definitely a fun thing to do. And then, like, when you actually, like, you're like, oh, man, that actually, like, seems like that could be, like, a legit voice. You're like, hmm. Maybe I maybe got a talent for this, but like then I've heard like voice acting can actually be like really intense um, and very expensive. Like I've heard of like, for instance, like if someone was like doing a commercial or something, it's like they're there for like 30 seconds and that's like the end of their day. It's like they're like, OK, we got it. You're good because it's very it's a very expensive, uh, I guess, industry to like record. Yeah. It is actually. Um, same thing with like, um, I was in band growing up. So I'm again, very artsy, fartsy type of person. And when we went down, so I was in marching band. We went down and we went to the Disney, like we went and had like our whole Disney like parade. And like, we got like a session with like one of the, uh, like one of people at Disney who do music. And funny enough, I'm from Illinois. He, he used to work at Western Illinois University, which is like two hours away from my hometown. It's like, we go all the way to Florida to Disney. It was like a guy that we could find up the road. But anyways, <laughs> um, he said that 
so we were doing like sight reading pieces and he was like when it comes to like professional orchestras they read that music like once and then they work record because it's so expensive for like the studio time and all of the like all the the people it takes to produce it which makes it pretty expensive and like um so like all the movie soundtracks that you listen to it's one of their first or second times ever playing that music just letting you know that the little tidbit of information yeah thanks for that tidbit that's actually great to know it's an ad do you do music at all are you like at all Uh, i don't so when you're sight reading music it is like usually like if you're not used to sight reading music it's going to sound out terrible you gotta like practice and like okay get it down or whatever but like when it comes to professionals like it's kind of expected of professionals to like the first time they look at something it's like on point does that make sense and that takes a lot of skill so it's actually very impressive that like these professional orchestras like just get it like first try or first or second try which again is phenomenal to me like some of the great movie scores that we listen to like um um the science of the lambs movie store again on point but like like lord of the rings or the titanic or um i don't know avatar i, I just like think of like other movies um or Oh God, what's another really good movie score? Oh, um, Interstellar. Interstellar is a phenomenal movie score. Just to think about that, like the impact that you have and you think about like, wow, that's a really great movie score. And you think about it, wait, they only read, they've only like, that's the second time they saw it and they recorded. Did you say that again? Or uh, Fantasia or Indiana Jones or Star Wars. They were also quite to the nice uh, orchestra that did that as well. Yeah. And like, and when like John Williams is writing or like Hans Zimmer or Howard Shore, like these are like big name industry, like like composer, like composers, you know? And then like, imagine you're like, you have to be like, obviously you wouldn't get hired if you couldn't do it, but being on that professional level that you can read this incredibly difficult complex music like the first try basically it's just so impressive to me and so that's just why i just wanted to kind of again nerd music nerd out about like just the how incredible that is since you're such a big movie fan well that's all the time we have for today thank you for being on the show Oh, thank you for having me. Yes, it's been fun. Yeah, hope you can come on uh, tonight. We are going to have another podcast in about an hour or so. And my co-host, he's also a military man. Oh. He was a a SIG for about four years. So if you want to hop on, we'll be live. Oh, um, where are you broadcasting out of? Because I'm here on the Pacific Coast and it's like almost 1130. But I'm just curious where you are. I mean, I I might be up. We're we're broadcasting out of Ontario in Canada. Oh, so what time is it there? It is 227 in the morning. Oh, Jesus. It's much later. I figured it would be like our, you know, like East Coast time. I'm assuming do you in Canada, do you guys call it still like East Coast, Central? Like, what do you guys call the time? Like the time? Eastern Standard Time. Oh, okay. So it's it's same, same. I thought it would be the same. Oh, very well. <laughs> yeah. If I'm up in an hour, sure. Why not? Because I'm over here at Pacific Standard Time. So it's not as late, but yeah. Cool. Sounds good. Well, we'll talk later. It's so nice to meet you, and I can't wait to have more wonderful conversations with you. Yeah, no problem. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have been listening this entire time because there's 29 of you, and I see you right there, consider hitting the follow button if you haven't already followed. But I'm assuming if you're listening this long, you're already our followers. So, guys. Big news. So we have our own Spotify channel now where we go and we nerd out and we we upload every single one of these clips that we have on here, all of our guests, everything all goes onto our Spotify channel. 
and you can listen to it on your phone, listen to it on the go, listen to it in your car, listen to wherever you wanted to. You can have it in your headphones when you're on the bus, just chilling. You're like, hey, I want to listen to my favorite podcast, you know. So guys, please go into our bio and just there's the link right there. And that's all I'm gonna say. Just go into our link, go into our bio, and click on it, and it'll take you right to the Spotify link. So hey guys, go listen to it. It's exciting. We get we have our own Spotify channel, guys. Oh man, we're working so hard for this. I'm so glad that we finally got our own Spotify channel going. Man, so and I'm so amazed that we did it. We got that far. We're still gonna be uploading and recording on here for this point on. So if you ever wanted to be on the show before and you ever wanted to just like sit there or even like say your piece or go, like I said, nerd out about anything you want to nerd out about. She talked about what she was passionate about. If you're passionate about bees or you're passionate about like certain type of rocks or something like that and you feel like you're going to bore us, you're not going to bore us. We love anything. We, we are interested in anything. So guys, I'm going to close the show. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify. Don't forget to follow us on Wisdom. All right, guys, have a good night. Bye.